Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, and welcome to another Monday Mini where we are going to be kind of sad, but try to be hopeful. Trigger warning, we're talking about elections. Trigger warning, (laughs) we're in the state of Georgia, so we have a lot of mixed feelings. Is that the best way I could put this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and we're recording this uh, the Thursday after our U.S. Tuesday midterm elections that took place on November 8th, uh, 2022. So there's still a lot of stuff up in the air, uh, but yeah, there's been time to process yes. some things. So for those of you outside of the U.S. that might be watching, I, I saw one great meme about how Canadians are watching the elections, and it looks like it says on the one side, uh, voting for puppies, and the other side, voting for death. Essentially, it was really funny, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly right when it comes to how binary our uh, system is, our democracy is. Um, There's a lot of things happening. We know this. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. There's lots of conversation. Um, In this this moment, there was a huge talk that it would be, quote-unquote, a red wave. And if you're not familiar with the U.S. system, red is conservative, blue would be left-leaning. So you have this very, not even spectrum, according to our system, 
Individuals, yes. So there's a spectrum when it comes to political affiliation, um, and it's kind of died at this point. I feel like you tell me if I'm wrong, because it seems all or none. So if either if you're voting for, especially in the state of Georgia, as our Senate race, who are, we have two representatives that go in to our Senate Congress um, and represent our voices, and we have one uh, Reverend Warnock who is an incumbent um, and. And then we have Herschel Walker, who was a football player. Um, honestly, there's not, I'm not being snide. That is his claim to fame. Mm-hmm. So I guess at least we can say he does have an education from the University of Georgia. There has been a lot of conversation about concussions and football players due to him. Um, and it's been a funky race. But with that said, when you look at where Reverend Warnock sits and where uh, Herschel Walker sits on the spectrum of politics, they are very extremes, essentially. I don't actually think Warnock is that extreme leftist, but because he is pro-abortion slash mm-hmm. pro-women's health uh, care, he is seen that way because we have very single... Uh, focused issue voters here in the state, which is what we've seen. So, all that to say, I will give this to the country. Uh, They spoke up very loudly when they said, we are not against abortion. We think abortion is a right, and we don't think this should be taken away state by state by state. Even by the conservative states, they pushed back. There was not one single anti-abortion law that was allowed or voted for. So, therefore, I think that's pretty clear, and I love to see it. We love to see it. That being said, we have representatives who have been elected who are anti-abortion. So go with that what you will. Yeah, I I mean, I think I do have a silver linings for the end of this, I will say. (laughs) But I do think, like, this election, as we kind of discussed with Bridget in our recent episode, but it's, it's nothing that was new or nothing that was a surprise to me, but it is really galling and disheartening to hear all of this rhetoric from supposedly like really Christian moral conservatives, Mm -hmm. but they're so like, but we'll vote for Herschel Walker, even though there's all of this Right stuff, all of this evidence, and it, again, like that's not that doesn't surprise me. People do that, like it's oh, disappointing. This, it's very, very <laughs> disappointing. But it, it it was kind of, I guess, it was just such a stark reaffirmation of something I already knew. Right, that like, people are going to it. vote for somebody who's going to do what they want, even if it's like the complete antithesis of everything that they say. They say that is good and why mm-hmm. they feel this way. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes down to it, I am so upset to the point that I can't talk to my own family members because I'm scared to find out. I really hope they voted Libertarian just for the sake of voting Libertarian. Honestly, that would make me feel better. But I have a feeling that's not the case because the county that they lived in was like, I think, 98% supporting Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. So there that is. And Herschel Walker, who has come out with being a womanizer, not taking care of his children, like several of his own children spoke up about that. Women ch- filing charges against him for domestic violence and threatening their lives. Um, mm-hmm. All of these things. And the fact that that man is getting that far ahead and he is the opposite of what Christianity has been portrayed to me growing up, that th- them telling me this, 
versus this man who has dedicated his life as a pastor and leading a church and his family that they would rather see this other dude Mm-hmm. just because of one single issue, which is what we see. And of course, there's this rhetoric. There's a lot of money that's been spent in this specific campaign and making sure that they let you know that they feel like Warnock is part of the reason for inflation, which, again, is a red herring to everything else because we know how politics works. We know how finances work and we know how uh, pandemics work now that mm-hmm. this is obviously just a trick of the word, like seeing, I hate the portrayal of Trump supporters, and I'm keeping it at Trump supporters because I I don't know outside of that, as being really, really ignorant to everything and believing all of the lies because they needed to blame other people. My family are really intelligent people and honestly compassionate people, but they're listening to this rhetoric and believing it without any questioning, and I'm very surprised. At one point, I did say I was very excited to know that they voted for Kemp over David Perdue, who was at that point Trump-endorsed candidate, and they felt like Trump was too much and stayed away from him to go to Kemp. Kemp is seen in moderate in our state, which is absurd because he's also the one that's putting the six-week ban for abortion, as well as bringing in the unborn uh, rights laws to the state, which would uh, literally imprison and charge women who may have to have abortions, even with miscarriages, because that's hard to define. Um, half the time. And then if they want to accuse that the miscarriage was on purpose, that's Again, a whole different conversation. I'm very angry. Um, of murder, of of actual murder and homicide. So there are all these things that I'm like, this dude is not. He's not. He's not. He's not moderate. He's not as extreme as Trump. But that is not moderate. I am having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that over seventy something percent of white women voted for this man in the state. I'm having a hard time with the fact that at least 50% of Asian people have voted for this man. I want to throw hands. I am so upset and angry. Um, Black women absolutely pulled through in 120,000% when they shouldn't have had to. Like, I'm, of course they did. Of course they did because that's what happens. Um, Latino women actually we're about the same as Asian women. Uh, they were pretty far back. We know that the Latino population in Miami-Dade actually pulled for DeSantis, which was kind of shocking. But also, again, we're going to have to have this bigger conversation because Val Demings, who was one of the Senate running in Florida, who should have been able to take it, as well as Stacey Abrams here in Georgia, the math doesn't math. Because when we see the amount of people who voted for Warnock it was significantly less that voted for Stacey Abrams. So I'm very confused. He came in and said, yes, Warnock, no Abrams. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, mm-hmm. that was a big part of this conversation of like, why couldn't you? They're, they're similar in their policies. They're similar in their uh, values. They're similar in their like education. I don't understand other than she's a woman, a black woman. So... What was the difference? And Val Demings kind of had that similar conversation that the the statistics should not have been that big variation. What is it about black women that you are scared of, but the black women are the ones that continue to save us? This is a big conversation of misogynoir in politics, which we've had repeatedly, which we'll continue to have. I'm also very confused about the fact that in 2018, Stacey Abrams lost by 50,000. In 2022, she lost by about 300,000. So votes. So there's a lot of conversations we need to be having. Gerrymandering, 120,000% has a lot to do 
with what's happened here. Brian Kemp created this fallacy in the way he lined up uh, the voters when he was a secretary of state. We know this. We know that if it had remained, the likelihood of Stacey Abrams being elected then was pretty high. Um, There's a lot of things that I'm very grossed out about. Uh, I know Stacey Abrams is a woman of honor and conceited and moved on and will continue to do, as she did last time, more work than she needs to for a system that doesn't appreciate her. And I'm so upset. I'm still upset. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With all of that said, as voters, you and I, who did vote for these things, who have campaigned, who have paid money, who have tried to see that this would happen, that we were trying to spread the message and try to uh, crack down the misinformation, as what we do as podcasters. Um, we've been ridiculed all over the uh, <laughs> reviews saying we're too left-leaning. And, and apparently at one point, someone said we love Stacey Abrams and too much. And we're like, don't start with us. Yes, we do. <laughs> but like even with her campaign, there's conversations about whether or not black men didn't step up and that's not the case. This is white people. Sorry. I love y'all, but y'all, yeah, white people did this. Um, in that conversation, because the amount of black men who voted for Stacey Abrams was significantly higher than, again, the Asian and the Latino population as well. So that can't, that can't be a thing, which was a big rhetoric and falsehood that was being spread all over social media that black men were holding back women. That's not true uh, in this scenario. There's so much that I'm trying to wrap my head around in this election. Um, glad to see that... Uh, there's still a hold, and it wasn't a big overturning of any of the Congress thus far, because we've got some things that are still up in the air. Boebert is up in the air right now. Um, cross your fingers. Unfortunately, Marjorie Taylor Greene is still here. So, you know, there are things that that is really disappointing to see, but then we, I, I'm trying to hold on to that hope. Again, with the abortion uh, laws coming in, all the bills that came through, and it was completely, like, just smashed aside, hopefully that will be a good platform to restore women's health care uh, rights and women's rights in general. But th- there's so much in this that it's just beyond confusing. And, and then, again, we have to remember who controls the narrative as well as controls the money, as well as who is relining districts and why, and what this looks like. And now there's a whole conversation about trying to up the age of voters, uh, legal age of voters, to 21, because they're so upset that these Gen Zers showed up and really pushed, really pushed to where we are. Thank God, thank you, because they understand what is happening. They they see it. They've seen these uh, awful uh injustices that have happened as of the past five, ten years, five years more so, and realize this is a problem. And I love to see it. And they're listening, and social media has given them access that we've never had before, both good and bad, obviously. Um, but, like, it's amazing. I love I love that. I love that that they are going to age out some of this awful, just gross narrative, uh, racist narratives, as well as uh, unjust narratives. I love to see that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it's things like that, and and as we discussed in previous episodes, I was heartened, even though it was kind of gilded with sadness, that I I saw so many people show up for this election. Like, even in my own friend group, um, who maybe didn't used to vote in midterms, were like, no, absolutely, I'm not going to not vote. Like, I am happy to see that. It is disheartening that, like... So much of the will of the people is being ignored because of how our political system works. Um, so if, you know, a majority of the U.S. does support 
abortion and women's or, or people with uh, uteruses right to choose and and yet where people get elected even though they got less votes and they're the ones that are making these systems and they're making it impossible for us to by gerrymandering or restricting voter rights or whatever, making it impossible for us to get them out of office. So that's, it's really, really frustrating. Um, and I do think you're right. That there's a huge level of, of massage noir and also just like real sex. I think people are just like weird about <laughs> voting for women, to be honest. Like I, they always have some reason like, oh, she doesn't, like you, I'm making a face you can't see, but you would recognize right. it if if you could see it. It's it's like mm. there's this hesitation. Yeah. Like, well, and and to be honest, what was happening with when Stacey Abrams originally ran the primary in 2018? She ran against a woman, a white woman. White mm. women were all about this one. White women. The minute Stacey Abrams won that primary, instead of coming around and saying, "Okay, we'll vote for her," they're like, "We're not voting." And I've heard mm. many, and these are the boomer generations. Not all boomers. I know this. I know this. <laughs> I know y'all are amazing. And I say this as I'm right behind y'all, essentially. Um, but like, it, it, it was. It was this group. And I, I like personally knew some people that did that. And the shock in my face, I'm like, what? Because mm-hmm. your white woman candidate did not win. You're not going to vote at all. And you would rather have Brian Kemp, who was obviously not for the interest of women. He's interested about family, and we'll talk about that in itself and what he means by family, those very heteronormative Christian nationalist idea of family to prevail. And again, we got got episodes, y'all, upon episodes uh, (laughs) coming up about that, but that they would rather allow that to happen because they are, I don't know if it's bitter, they're being petty in the worst sense, and that now we're here. Yeah. But all of that to say is like it, it's good to see that that generational thinking hopefully is about to be pushed out. Mm-hmm. Not no offense. Again, I'm going to get called ageist, um, <laughs> but I'm sorry. When it comes to white women, it's not pretty. It's not pretty when it comes to these statistics, and I'm just talking about statistics. And I and for those of y'all, Annie, you too, uh, who did vote uh, for the for the cause for women, essentially, for those with uteruses. Yeah, for L- for the queer people, like all of these things, for those disenfranchised and marginalized, then that's amazing. But what we need to do is have this conversation of why is this percentage looking like this and what is wrong? Because there's people, the majority voted for a single issue, and I don't know whether it was racist issues or whether it was critical thinking, which is racist, by the way, um, or whether it was uh, abortion issues. Those are the things that I am, I, I don't, what, what was it? Or maybe it was just an ideal of something, or maybe, again, it may be like Brian Kemp to them was centrist slash mm. modern Republican, which is... Mm -hmm. Not true. Um, As well as maybe for when it comes to Warnock, they're like, hey, hey, I'm not racist. I'm I'm voting for a black man. Yeah. Yeah. I heard when I was um, much younger, actually, I think when I was first starting to vote, somebody told me something that has greatly disturbed me, but I think it's true. Um, People will just vote for the name that they recognize. Oh. Um, And if they don't, they aren't familiar or they're more familiar with one, uh, that's the one they'll go with. So a lot of times, like, oh, well, this is the incumbent. I don't know too much about this other person. I will do this. Um, 
And that's what scares me about our whole celebrity, the whole like celebrity culture that's coming up with politics. Right, right. It really Which is makes what's me anxious. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. um, because that's what we were talking about uh, with even even with uh, Abrams and Kemp, their education, their experience. Yeah. It doesn't match up. Again, what we talked about with uh, the justices, it's the same line. Like the education experience are not matching up of what you have to prove versus what uh, people want to see. So what I mean is like white men, white cis men, cool, cool, cool. You don't need to show me anything else. Cool. You don't even have to show me that you're not a criminal. Right. Just cool. Oh, God. Which is what we've seen. Mm -hmm. But for black women, you have to go above and beyond to prove that you are more than qualified. And then maybe even then, I don't like what you did. Right. There's just something about you. Right. And that's, <laughs> and that's the, oh my God, that's just something I don't trust. I just mm -hmm. knew there was something off. When I hear that statement, I already know you're capping about something. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it mm, infuriates okay. me. Okay. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> you, you're just say you're racist. Just say you're sexist. Just say you're an ass. Just, just say that. Please. Mm -hmm. I'm going back to the fact that our younger listeners, if we have younger listeners, I hope we do. Are we are we that outdated? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Younger so. generation, let me know if you're listening to us. <laughs> the powers that be today are afraid of you, and that is a beautiful thing to see. I love everything about that because the fact that they're talking about changing the voting age to 21 instead of mm -hmm. 18, which originally was changed in the 70s because people were like, hey, if we can go to war... Right. Then we can freaking vote, which is absolutely, you should be able to do so. Let's talk about taxation without representation. The fact that I was taxed at 14 and I had no rights, but I had a job. What? <laughs> um, that's a whole different conversation. But all of that is not that I want a 14-year-old voting. I don't want that. I don't want that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> we need to have this bigger conversation about what equality truly looks like and equity should be. And age could be a thing. But the fact that the 18 to 21 year olds, the 18 to 27 year old, honestly, has gotten this much power and this much voice is beautiful to see. I love that that's something that we can celebrate. I love that we can come and celebrate that, yeah, abortion should be in a fundamental right and that we should have a conversation about women's health care in general point blank about what is needed, what is happening, what is happening with sexuality in general. Um, and again, I need to come back and say not just women, but people with uteruses um, having a right to access and being able to have free conversations about what access looks like and what sexual health looks like uh, beyond just what we should can't do. Again, so there are some things that I, I am really excited about. Again, being in Georgia right now feels really glum. Uh, as uh, I would say it, like I definitely cried because what I hear when I see people vote for uh, Kemp and vote for Walker is how little they care about half of their population and how little they give a damn about whether or not we can be healthy and happy and free in that just shows that they are more willing to trust a man who has obvious head trauma, which, like, people are using as an excuse. Again, there's things that we need to have a conversation about, but his talking about his mental health, but without any actual help behind it, like, this is not helpful. Talking about mental health is not necessarily a fix, especially when you say, I go to, I go to church. That's not a fix. And we need to have, and if your mental health is causing you to threaten your baby mama with a gun, 
we need to have that conversation about why this is not a good place for him to be in leadership. And excusing himself and giving excuses instead of apologizing and taking responsibility, man, there's just layers to that. And that's how little you care about those with uteruses in your state. Wow. Yeah, it's really, it's it sucks. And um, I've talked about that before with when Donald Trump was elected. That was like a, it was a very dark time for me because of that very same thought. Like, oh God, what are you telling me then? Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't 
feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are going to a runoff, it looks like. So we're going to be dealing with the very horrible political ads, especially around trans people, by the way, Mm -hmm, extremely offensive coming out of the uh, Walker campaign. So we have that to look forward to. I will say, and this is like a very small silver lining, but it is a silver lining to me. There was no red wave, really. I thought there would be. Um, I was expecting to wake up and be like, oh, my God. And I did it. And like, you know... People never thought Bobert would be in danger, whether she wins or not. Like, they never thought she would be in danger of losing her seat. But she is. Um, I hope she does. <laughs> but, and also, like, and I hate this, but it's true. Growing up in Georgia, I never thought we would be in this. I never thought it would be this close at all. Right. right. Um, and I, again, I hate that. Uh, and there are people who have been working and organizing and making this happen. And they've been there forever, and we should definitely recognize them. But I, I just didn't... This is something I'm surprised and very happy to see, even though it does suck. Still. Right. <laughs> um, I will say we did see our first uh, lesbian governor. Love that. First chosen woman governor for New York. Love to see that. First trans house, I believe. I forgot where they're from, but it was a beautiful thing to see um, in their area. Uh, love to see our first Gen Zer down yeah. in Florida. Love that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to celebrate. Really trying. Again, we're in Georgia. It's really hard for us to focus in Georgia mm-hmm. uh, here in Atlanta. And yes, Atlanta is very different from um, outside of. But again, yeah, things are changing. And gerrymandering has caused a lot of problems. And we, we need to have that conversation about how do we make it a true democracy? Because it feels like it's no longer a true democracy. And yeah. that's uh, it's hard to see. But yes, good things are happening. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about this in December as the runoffs uh. are happening as well for many people, not just us. Um, and yeah, for those who are uh, in states like we are, we see you. Yeah. We know you're, you're, you're heartbroken as well. For those who are able to celebrate, we celebrate with you. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder for those of you who are celebrating and we want to celebrate with you, putting down people that are in situations that they cannot help and wish we could. I think we had a conversation when I first met Bridget, who Mm -hmm. was talking about the fight she had in D.C. and doing some amazing work and how it would be difficult to come to a different place to restart the fights. We were talking about, hey, you should come to Atlanta. She was like, oh, God, y'all are going through through some things. And I think this was before the 2018 election, if I remember, Mm -hmm. or maybe right right as it was happening and things were changing. And like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard trying to go from... 
complete dark red to purple to trying to push blue because we're still in that purple area. The fact that we are a swing state is so new and phenomenal to us that we'd love to see it. Um, and yes, it is because of our black community who's really pushed that. That's And we are very grateful. Yeah. Um, and, and other people of color, but yeah, black women have been here. That it is. It's a fight. And remember that it's like for those who are fighting and we are fighting, it feels hopeless <laughs> to be beat down on doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it really, really doesn't. And, and I honestly, like, not to place blank, there's like a million, a million things happening here. But it is kind of going back to something we talked about in a recent episode that was much sillier and not as serious. But it is kind of similar, I think, where if you are, if the, like, media message is, oh, this place is backwards, they'll never do this. And I think people internalize that message and some people right. will be like, oh, yeah, okay, so I shouldn't I go vote. Or, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, And again, that, there's so many other... I'm not placing blame. I'm just saying that is... I think I've heard that from people before where they're right. like, well, it doesn't matter, so why should I? And clearly it does. Like, I, again, I never thought I'd see this. I never thought we would be in Georgia in a position right. where maybe we could. And... And again, as you said, the, the, that's thanks to the work of like mostly black women, people who have been organizing and pushing and doing this. But yeah, it doesn't help if the whole media narrative is like everyone there. We don't. <laughs> we don't. We're like it, it. We there are people, and I don't. I also kind of don't want to necessarily excuse them, but it does that you can internalize that, especially when you're young. Like, oh, okay, it doesn't matter, so I won't vote. Right. Um. And it does. It does matter. So, yeah. And I've seen those young people. They're the ones who go out there working, too. Yes. The canvassers. Yes. So, again, mm -hmm. youngins, love you. We do. <laughs> we do. Love us. <laughs> we do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I... Uh, I know we're going to come back and revisit this in the future. Um, but for any listeners, if you have any... Um, any exciting, happy news to share from elections in your area or even on the opposite end of things that we should be looking out for um, or, you know, your experience in, in helping people organize or canvas or whatever it was, we would love to hear from you. Our email is stephaniedmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuffonenevertoldyou. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff One Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive 
and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 